Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangater. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book, Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite relationship experts to apply their expertise to this topic. And today my guest is Vipke Anton. She's a certified relationship coach for people living abroad. This means that she helps future and current expat couples to understand, navigate, and master their relationship challenges so that they can fully enjoy their couple life abroad. Her focus is on understanding and analyzing patterns of behavior and replacing them with alternatives through hands-on exercises. She and I are also the co-founders of the Expat Couple Summit. Vipke, welcome. Hi, Rhoda. Hello. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) Yes, a pleasure. And I'm so happy that you're here. You and I have had many, many conversations about couples, relationships, relationship caretaking, and also specifically about couples who move, right? Which was Mm -hmm. the whole point of starting the Expat Couple Summit when you sort of had the idea and then we started talking about what is it about couples when when they move abroad to other countries and then maybe you could be on your sixth move and you still maybe find challenges or opportunities that you wouldn't have if you weren't moving. So today we're going to talk a little bit about relationship caretaking. First, I want to really ask you about what kind of things you've seen in mm-hmm. uh, relationship, um, in relationships, particularly those that are abroad and, mm-hmm. and with couples who move. Then we can talk about how some of the exercises that you do for relationship caretaking, how that can apply to couples who are geographically separated. And then we'll move into a third part, which is when we reconnect, because that's often uh, a space where sometimes there can be tensions or frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we can talk a little bit. I'd love to hear your input into um, some of the things that couples can do or say or conversations that we can have when our partner comes home. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you can we start maybe a little bit with um, how you work with couples, what you've seen, mm-hmm. what kind of challenges you've seen for couples abroad? I usually work online with couples or individuals. And the typical scenario would be that a couple comes to me or sometimes one person reaches out to me of the couple and they are telling me that they have either a specific issue they want to discuss or they want to be guided through by a mediator or a coach just to, to, to support them staying on track during their conversation. Um, And sometimes you have couples who have the feeling they are kind of stuck or stagnated or they have this disconnect creeping in and they just want to analyze their relationship a little bit and really getting to the bottom of, okay, why are we feeling drained from our relationship? Because it should be our safe haven, but sometimes life happens a move happens and a culture shock happens and so on. And then people um, realize, oh, we are now in a worse place than we were a year ago, maybe. And then uh, couples come to me and they say, okay, we don't really know what's going on, but maybe someone you (laughs) could take a look and help us understanding ourselves better and then work on very specific aspects um, 
of our interaction and communication that needs some improvement. Yeah. That's pretty courageous, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Don't it? It's pretty courageous to be able to say, well, okay, uh, we kind of, you know, we're in a worse place potentially. Mm -hmm. Let's let's speak to someone. But I'm assuming then things kind of get unraveled, right? So things come to the forefront. You're able mm -hmm. to see mm -hmm. what the dynamic is. Very typical pattern is that a couple comes and is like, oh, yeah, we are it's really everything is fine. It's just this one thing that is bothering us. And then throughout the conversation, it becomes obvious that they have several other challenges. And um, I then try to uh, reflect this to them and be like, show them a little bit, okay, I think that maybe you should look into this more. This is always why it's so good to talk to a coach um, even when it, it doesn't feel like your relationship is already in a super deep crisis, just to have someone to, to have this checkup from time to time. And yes, it is scary because it could also uh, reveal some, some more constructive sides uh, than you would, um, that you would think before. Mm-hmm. More what side? Sorry, more Const construction sites. <laughs> oh, construction sites. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, like, typically, do you find like both are willing to kind of do the work, or can you do like if just one? I talk about this a lot, mm -hmm. and you and I have mm -hmm. talked about it a lot. Where mm -hmm. you know it, it can also be where one of the partners says, you know, I'm something's not something's disconnected with my partner. Can we talk mm -hmm. about it? And it also works to go as one, but. I, I just feel like saying well done to couples who actually go together because mm -hmm. that is such a commitment to the couple, I find. Huh? Mm -hmm. So, of course, it's ideal if both uh, partners come and both are willing. Um, but um, in any case, any coaching is skill building. So if one person says, I think I want to work on my communication skills I want to understand my own patterns then please be my guest yeah uh, it's great because if you start working on yourself it will also spill over into not just your romantic relationship but also to your other relationships mm -hmm. um, so well in my case I had it once that a couple started and then the husband said I don't want to do this anymore but the the female part continued um and this was good. She felt she had a, like this container where she could reflect on herself and the things she needed to work on more. Um, and that's 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 fine. Maybe at a later point, the husband would would have returned mm -hmm. uh, back. So it's always better to just get started and then see uh, how the journey unfolds and how it basically influences uh, your relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. so today we're going to get a little bit of insights about what uh kind of things you can advise couples in terms of their relationship uh caretaking so what what kind of things would you work with a couple in terms of what kind of exercises what kind mm -hmm. of elements it's a very um broad question but in in general i focus on how people interact how they would improve their communication and um, supporting them in managing their perpetual problems. Perpetual problems are issues or topics that just keeps 
keep reoccurring and people are like oh but we discussed this already half a year ago why do we discuss it again why are we having an argument about it again so trying to understand why is this problem unsolvable and how can we you know stay in a conversation about these perpetual problems and get really getting to the bottom of um why a relationship feels stressful and energy draining okay. this is i would say this stands at the core and okay. with with a focus on expats my 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 two passions basically are helping them to really use this momentum of moving to a to a new place uh to a new destination and really um thinking about their relationship and and investigating what how do we want to reinvent ourselves uh, what do we do want to do differently next time when we move and um analyzing yourselves um what are the things that are really important to us as a couple and um how are we going to live our vision uh, we have for ourselves in the next assignment after we have moved and after all the stress has settled what are we going to do with us as a couple okay. how can we seize this um as a new beginning also Okay, I love that. There's two bits there that I want to explore with you. The mm -hmm. first one is perpetual problems, which I'd like mm -hmm. to come back to later. But this one that you're saying about um, seizing the opportunity, if we're thinking about, okay, a couple has started, has sort of um, agreed to launch into being ge geographically separated. Mm -hmm. I mean, firstly, you could you could be preparing for that mm -hmm. in terms of all the things that you've already said. So before the geographical separation, saying, okay, what kind, how do we want to be as a couple? Mm -hmm. um, what kind of opportunity is this going to give us as a couple, but also individually? Um, I don't know what, what other things could, and, and then as they go, seeing it as an opportunity for that couple, mm -hmm. how, how, what would, what would you say in that specific circumstance with what you've said before, connecting it with what you've said before? I think you phrased it so nicely yourself when you said um, long distance relationships do not have to be a negative thing, right? It creates so much room for yourself where you have time to develop your own projects, where you build your own social network that not just consists of what you and your partner have together. So you can create your own life. You can create spaces where you really take care for yourself and you start learning things or developing new hobbies. Um, you can have so much time with your children where you build, if you have very special bonds um, that sometimes, if we are totally honest, get lost when parents are together all the time, um, they probably do not work on their friendships they have a different relationship with their children when they are together all the time. So I think that it's really about how you basically construct or your narrative about what a long distance relationship entails. And I think what I would do is sitting down with this couple and really starting with this positive uh, idea. Okay. What, what is in there for you? What can you do? And, um, how can you make more of your time when you 
this when you see each other again as a as a team as a couple and how can you um, create this really con connective moments uh, when you uh, call or have a video call and um, not just talk about uh, um, organizational things but how can you seize this into this connect connection moment mm -hmm, <laughs> i don't know mm -hmm. how you could yeah um, rephrase it yeah so not just this living you know this oh yeah we we are always together so we just you know live and we can be very disconnected, but we can also be in different places and we can be much more connected than a couple um, that spends every day together and just, you know, lives by the day and just talks about upbringing of children and where does, who does the shopping and who does the cleaning and when will we see the in-laws and, you know, this everyday life. Yes. So I think this is one of the big chances that you have when you live uh, separate, separate. Yes, 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 yes. And also, like, I, what I do say, though, is that it does take extra time. Mm -hmm. So just to, add, you know, to factor that in, mm -hmm. that um, I think when the person, you're right, you're so right, people can end up living it as roommates, mm -hmm. um, where basically you kind of, and, and it's happened to us in, in stressful times where, mm -hmm. You know, we're both really busy and the kids are busy and everything's busy and we're just trying to just keep eyes above water. Then mm -hmm. we're just going through the motions and just trying to, you know, it's like we see each other through, you know, entre deux portes, as we say in French, you know, mm -hmm. one going out, one coming yeah. in. And we're just yeah. kind of just trying to keep things rolling. But to see the separate locations, the geographical separation as an opportunity to mm. um, we've had deeper talks because we were geographically separated mm. we've had opportunities where we've broke subjects where maybe it might end up with one of us walking out of the room but because we're mm. already in separate rooms we're just mm. like okay let's take a break let's talk tomorrow mm. after tomorrow about this and it did deepen our relationship I I always say like um you know use the distance use mm -hmm. the distance mm -hmm. um to enrich friendship to be more intentional a lot of couples have said that as well and to develop your own selves and when we came back together again we were two people who had grown during that time as well um but it does take more time I think and to say okay you're gonna be spending more time on the phone you're gonna be spending more time maybe um intentionally you know um writing letters to each other or something like that you know uh, even developing the friendship, I think, um, in terms of what would you do if a friend was living far? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, and I think that uh, especially when you have these, when you have two people that are interested into uh, developing and growing uh, as individuals when they're not in the same place, it's even more important to have like a really like a schedule or some kind of fixed appointment or regular appointments where you keep updating each other uh, about all these mental processes that you have so that when you see each other again you are not like oh who is this person or you have made so many changes for yourself what's going on so maybe even seeing these um, self-development and talking to the other person about it as a project that you have together 
So really involving the other person in what you're doing, what you're experiencing, what you're learning, this idea that your partner is standing next to you and you are both looking into one direction and yeah, you're looking in, in into the horizon <laughs> basically and you're showing the other person what you are seeing ah i like that you could even journal and then and then let the other person read it you know it doesn't necessarily have to be um what is it synchronous <laughs> asynchronous means that you're not at the same time it could be something that could be done not necessarily over a phone mm -hmm. call it could be done mm -hmm. through through letters or journaling and then the other person gets to read it and then vice versa so for people who are living with time differences or um you know where the work is incredibly intense mm -hmm. Um, then they could do it, you know, in the downtime or read it. And I think then it, it, it carries on with the the connection. Are there other and any other like exercises? Like I know there's caretaking or what is it called? Marriage enrichment or relationship enrichment exercises mm -hmm. that exist. So this is one of the basic things that are very suited for uh, for long distance um, relationship. It's called the stress reducing conversation. It's coming from the Gottman Institute um, therapy, uh, couples therapy. And the idea is that um, you have a conversation about a stressor that is outside the relationship. And the purpose of this conversation is that one partner shares a thing that is really stressful or that, that keeps him or her busy. Uh, emotionally um, and the other person is there just to support the, the other person in yeah renting venting without being like you should really do this and this or haven't why are you not doing this and that right oh. so there's no it's without finding a, a solution for the problem but actually being like a like a tiny coach <laughs> for your partner just being there for him or her just being this you know emotional hang mess where the other person can just they say like it's a space holder right mm -hmm. i've heard that term used where you just kind of be there in the space mm -hmm. and just hold it for them mm -hmm. i love that so the other person could just say or so one of them could just say okay um you could even have a code word for it or something where you just say like mm -hmm. okay i need like a stress reducing conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. an src um and then you just and then you just say, okay, I just need to vent, and you just like just go for it. And the other person is just listening and going, yes, oh, that must be difficult. Uh huh. Yes, uh -huh. But, but of course, I mean, <laughs> the ideal version of it would be that the other person really emphasizes what what the other one is saying, so that you eventually deepen this bond between you. That your partner is your ally. And it's really, it really has your back when you feel at rock bottom. So how would you emphasize? Usually one part, the partner that has the, the urge to, to talk about a stressor um, starts talking about it. And the other person is there to, or the, has the task to really understand what's going on and helping the, helping the, uh, the, the other person to understand why am I so upset is it really about this or is it about something else and maybe what what trigger is 
or what what button button is pushed right now why does this stress me so much or why am i so sad about it or why does it keep me so busy okay so the other person is not just like this you know active listening thing where everyone's like oh i'm really good at active listening i'm doing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh yeah that must be really hard mm -hmm, all the time it's really about um two people creating connection by emphasizing uh, uh, empathizing okay empathizing with okay. what the other one is experiencing and this really has this effect of oh i'm so glad i talked about this to you because i have really feel that you know what i'm going through right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay and the other person will be like i'm so glad that you shared this with me because now i understand a part of your world okay so and for the person empathizing sorry i'm i'm, I'm pushing this because i'm trying <laughs> to understand it's it's about trying to understand what the other person is going through and asking questions about why what's making them so upset about mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and um not trying to find the reason like a therapist or something mm -hmm. but, but just saying oh what's well, what's going on and and how did it make you feel and mm -hmm. why, you know what what why is it you know I was gonna say why is it so awful but mm -hmm. um asking questions you know okay I get it um mm -hmm. but I still think you need to kind of be both on the same page that this is going to happen so somehow mm -hmm. yes you need to kind of set it up so mm -hmm. the other person yes. knows that you're mm -hmm. about to vent and that there's yes, a to support you because, because mm -hmm. actually it's so funny because yesterday my husband said something and I made a comment back and I think all he wanted to do was vent. Mm -hmm. And I kind of um, stepped in and, and tried to uh, say, say a comment that I thought was helpful. But actually, mm -hmm. I think all he needed was somebody to listen. So mm -hmm. I think this is a brilliant one. And this can be so used uh, mm -hmm. long distance. Mm -hmm. And like this connects to to a second like general tip and i can't stress this enough <laughs> i'm also passionate about it <laughs> sometimes it really helps if you see your partner as a colleague and if you want to talk to him or her about something please ask if you can talk to him or her about it now <laughs> make okay. an appointment just ask like, this is really important to me. I want to discuss this with you. Is now a good time? Where, if not, when can we do that? Very because good. Your conversation will be so much better if the other person is in a good place, in a good state of mind, is open, not tired, not hungry. <laughs> so. Yes, right. And is warned that the subject uh -huh. is coming mm -hmm. up and that it's mm -hmm. going to might last a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. It might exactly. not be like a two second conversation. Exactly. When you think this conversation will be longer than 20 minutes, you should probably uh, suggest, can we talk about this soon? <laughs> Very nice. I like this. Okay. Do you want to add anything to this? Or should we move on to the um, reuniting part? Mm -hmm. Just one last thing. Um, because when your partner is away or travels a lot in general, you should make sure that you not always talk about problems and um, things that need to be discussed, like parenting issues or financial issues. I think this was also one of the first things we discussed like a year ago. You asked me, what do you think is the biggest issue with long distance couples? And I said, 
making keeping the romance keeping it keeping it easy and creating space where you are just like funny teenagers or really romance in a romantic mindset so i would suggest that couples try to find one time slot in a week at least where they just spend time together in a romantic setting and just do something that both you both of you like doing you could just watch a netflix movie together or you could listen music together or you could just talk so just try to find something that suits your couple that just takes the burden out of being separated so Mm -hmm. probably something you would do on a friday night together to relax yourselves that's a very good point to make and and we at one point we would just what we had when uh, we were living separately was just um we would just open zoom Mm -hmm. and have it open so Mm -hmm. it's like you know on a friday night one of you's like reading a book the other one's maybe you know baking Mm -hmm. something but you're hanging out in the same space that's what we ended up doing Mm -hmm. is just to kind of um open up the open up the zoom and it's just like I would do my own stuff he would do his own stuff mm-hmm. but you still felt that there was, mm-hmm. we were in the same space you know mm-hmm. and I'm still on the lookout for a fun game to do as a couple but something like long term mm-hmm. something that goes from one day to the next or something mm-hmm. that doesn't take a lot of time but mm-hmm. that would be like a treasure hunt or something anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> if you come across anything, let me know. Yeah, actually, I have a couple of ideas for that. Mm. So an app, I found it only because my friend, she told me about it, that she's doing this with her sisters. It's called Be Real. Um, okay. It's on, on Apple and uh, um, Android. And the idea is that each day you make a, or and this app reminds you, makes a photo of you have two minutes where this app makes a photo of you your front camera and your back camera and um, you connect with your friends or your family so you could do it with your children with your husband or wife you could all this together and you see the snapshot of the life of this person and then you just write a very short description where you are sitting and what you're doing right now nice because this app is reminding you um, you have this kind of a like pressure where you just have to do it right now. So you could be like, oh, I'm brushing my teeth right now. And this app is, you know, forcing me to take a picture. <laughs> so um, it makes it really natural and less public than on Instagram, for instance. So um, Oh, I like about, that. Yes, it's all about being um yeah true to the situation you are right in. And it collects this kind of portfolio where you see all your different um snapshots so it's it's really nice I tried it yesterday so but kudos to my friend I didn't find it and um another thing would be to have an Instagram channel a private one with your partner where you could make this um challenge that you make a picture somewhere and the other person depending on course resources of time and so on tries to make a similar picture um the next day okay and then you swap roles all these it, it really depends on what you like doing if you like doing things with like creative things or you could start um 
like some kind of sport course together. We, me and my husband, we have this course where you learn a handstand and you could just say, okay, let's do these classes, like these separate lessons apart from each other. And when we see each other, we do it together. So have this challenge for yourself to develop something like a couple hobby or couple activity. And um, this idea I had yesterday, um, if someone works in a very special or interesting post, you could say one partner brings an item from this place and then tells a story about it as a conversation starter. Um, there's, I mean, the world is full of interesting items that you can bring. Um, yeah. That, those are brilliant ideas. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking this is about bringing fun into relationships, mm -hmm. whether you're mm -hmm. geographically, to, you know, together or apart. Mm -hmm. How often do we, you know, just get into oh, everyday life and work mm -hmm. and this and kids and then and actually don't spend a lot of time mm -hmm. thinking about how can we have fun as a couple? How can we spend time on just being together? How could mm -hmm. how many times honestly do we do that? So I think if anything, this is a reminder to just add a little bit of fun into mm -hmm. our um, relationship and into mm -hmm. this special connection that we have otherwise life will take over and we just you know it, it it's the default mode okay so how about now talking about when we reconnect because usually that's sometimes where it can get frustrating mm -hmm. we back in each other's space uh, the person mm -hmm. has come back and it's funny somebody said I can cope with them being away and me having to deal with a leaky roof but mm -hmm. When they're back and they put the fork in the wrong mm -hmm. in the wrong place, it's mm -hmm. like poor. <laughs> so, what kind of you know things can you kind of what kind of ideas do you have? Probably you know a lot more real life struggles <laughs> than I, because I had a long distance relationship with my husband for three years, but we were without kids, and it, you know it was much more carefree than having this you know household. And then one is moving in and out all the time. So we lived separately. So it was a little bit um, different. But I think um, there, there are some must-have conversations that you should have. Mm -hmm. And these are really about the moment or the day, the first two days probably when you rejoin. Yeah, come back together. So, and probably this sounds trivial, but um, often when we see a person after a long period of time, like the first hours are really crucial. If, you know, how, if we can relax and if we are get stressed or less stressed about it. So I would really encourage everyone to discuss if it has never been discussed or has been discussed a long time ago to, to just update yourself. Questions like, okay, when I come home, or when you come home <laughs> what is your best way to unwind yourself from the journey and from the scenery change and do you need some buffer time and do you need for instance the first evening for yourself right um yes. maybe there is this feeling of i really feel like i want to spend the first day for myself because i need to process this change of a non-family post for instance to Switzerland right yes um, and then like the, these tiny question do I want to be picked up from the airport yes or no maybe it's even nicer to 
go home by myself because then I have this transition phase of seeing, I don't know, uh, Switzerland um, and all is a prosperity and getting used to the feeling of being there again without being overwhelmed by my family that is really like, oh, you're back and I'm so happy and I want to tell you everything and la, 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 la. Um, is it important for me that the house is cleaned or yes or no? Um, just really talking through these things because if the expectations are clear and maybe some misunderstandings are out of the way, it takes, I think it will take a lot of pressure off. Um, do you want to cook? Shall we cook together? Do you want to come home and everything is prepared? So like what makes everyone comfortable? And um, like, yeah, what is behind that, right? Is how do I show the other person that I, uh, my appreciation um, and that, that I'm happy that the person is back or that I'm back, right? Yes, very good points, very good points. Because also I think the person who's home with the mm -hmm. kids, how many times have I expected him to take over? Because I'm like, oh, finally he's home. Mm -hmm. Okay, you get the kids tonight. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. They've just traveled. They've, mm -hmm. They're processing the change. They've gone from a non-family posting to a to mm -hmm. suddenly posting. There's lots. There's been changes. They're coming back into the the the, the unit. Um, and yeah, those are really good questions. I have a set. I have a series of set questions that we ended up asking each other, and I'll put them in the link, and I'll add the ones that you've been mm -hmm. mentioning because I think. It really does help if there are no, you know, if some of the, um, mm -hmm. what was the word you used? Some of the, you know, misunderstandings or the expectations, you know, of saying, well, well I thought you were going to come and get me at the airport. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, if only we'd spoken about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or there's, there's, you know, and it's like, yeah, but, he, you know, Johnny had a football match. And so what do we do? Do we come and get you? Do we go to the football? Mm -hmm. It's kind of. Sometimes it can be a little bit awkward and just saying what our expectations mm -hmm. are can be really helpful. So I'll add those and I'll add the mm -hmm. set question um, as well. Also, I can't stress this enough. Depending on how experienced you are as um, as a, let's call it, flexpad couple, um, really set an appointment for, for instance, in three months, like a mid, you know, midterm time where you said let's talk about this again and see if it still applies so that you don't come into this um you know I'm assuming this is fine but in fact it's outdated okay so, so that's just really say, good okay, let's talk about this again in, in a couple of weeks or so yes. or like the after two weeks two times returning we can see if it still yeah still applies to us yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. brilliant is there yeah. anything else I think that like the the general recommendations for couples who spend a lot of time separated is that on the one end is really reflecting um, and staying in this conversation about what you need from each other. Uh, but then also a big part of it is this reflecting for yourself. Am I taking good care of myself? And do I take care of myself when my partner is not there? Do I have my own projects? Do I have my own life? Um, and I'm, I mean, this also maybe sounds a bit, you know, like from from these pretty calendars you can buy in the bookstores. But if if you wait for your 
if if your main purpose is waiting for your partner to come back, you are also not enjoying the life you could have where you live right now. For instance, when I lived in Munich and my husband lived in Brussels, I had my own job and I had my own hobbies. So I tried to not always think about, oh, in two weeks I will be I will go there and I will see him again. Because then your your mind is nowhere. It's not here, it's not there. It's in this, yeah, you're wasting the opportunities your life here and now has has for you, right? And I just recently I read a book from Paula Hall. She is also a sex and relationship therapist. And um, I really love this, this, this point. She said, if you have an issue with something, is your partner really the person you should talk to about it? Maybe you sh- there's someone else who's better suited to, to discuss the specific topic with you. Interesting. So you mean a topic in general or a topic mm-hmm. with your partner? So huh, that's a good point. So even you're like, I have a, I have a, I have a topic, I have an issue. It could mm-hmm. be anything. It could not mm-hmm. necessarily be with it my could, partner. Exactly. So it could be with your something with your children or something with your career, with your colleagues, some kind of social conflict. Um, that is an excellent so, point. So really finding this, and probably this is what you know you master over time, of course, but but really thinking about this balance between involving your partner and burdening with your burdening your partner with issues he or she doesn't have, really have an influence or is like okay so of course you want to have a stress reducing conversation but you shouldn't have it each time you talk to your partner right right so probably if you have some issue you could also go to a life coach or to to a friend to talk to right yes um, so that your relationship um still has the status of yeah being as carefree as possible if that makes sense Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's an excellent point. An excellent point. Thank you so much, Vipka, for. Um, I have two more. Yes. Yes. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Do you want to add anything more? Yeah. Absolutely. I want to add two more things. Yes. Um, go for it. And I said this to you also early in our conversations. Um, always thinking, am I using my partner's absence? Um, as an emotional blackmail or weapon in our arguments? And this is really a tough question because it is very natural, I think, that I think especially when you have children and you there are, you know, phases where it's difficult or, yeah, that you are like, oh, this person is gone and it's, you know, it would be so much easier if I would not be alone and so on. But then just looking at yourself and being um, honest that you decided this together and that it's hopefully not a permanent forever situation um, and that you are both equals in this relationship. Um, Yeah. Very good point. Also, I'm going to put them down so that it's clear in the uh, show notes because these are really important points you're making. What's the next one? (laughs) You're giggling. (laughs) But it's great. This is so, so important. And the last one, and I think this 
makes makes it kind of a circle or feeds back into reconnection and 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 caretaking of your relationship um each person um in a relationship either if you're the traveling partner or the the home home-based partner um should learn or should learn or train or reflect on um how do i address my negative feelings we we have negative feelings and i'm allowed and i should and i'm allowed to talk about negative feelings but it will be so much better when it's done in the right way and i will feel so much less clingy and annoying when i communicate my negative feelings in an appropriate manner so i um recommend to practice talking about yourself and your needs um like for instance with these famous i statements um because then it's it it will be easier to address these to to your partner uh, avoiding criticism defensiveness um and stonewalling and everything um that that deteriorates the conversation Okay. Well, there are so many takeaways. I can put a few links on um, mm -hmm. managing negative emotions, learning how to express them. But there are so many takeaways in our from our conversation, from you know the stress reducing um, conversation to um, in including fun. Uh, to not relying entirely on your partner, to asking questions when they're coming back and when if you're the traveling partner when you come back, learning how to 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 express your own emotions and your own negative emotions. There is just so so much there. It's been such a rich episode. And normally I ask my guests like, do you have like a a life? Did I did I put this in the pre question in the in the advanced questions? I didn't, did I? Do you have like a, what would you think of off the top of your head, like a, a life uh, tool that that you would advise, like something just that you loved or that you, that you used in your personal life? Yeah, so what we did was we had the Spotify list where each time we had a song that we really loved, we shared with the other person. I mean, it was also the beginning of our relationship, so we were like, oh... <laughs> Uh, so it was like, oh, yeah, I thought about you because this reminds me of what we did or it really, you know, look, this was in the movie we saw. So but I think that everyone, you know, can bring back these, you know, feelings from the, the early stages of the relationship. Um, just you just have to find the right medium. Okay. To, to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's sweet. Well, thank you so much, Vipke. How can people reach you? You can find me on LinkedIn or on Instagram. And there you will find also a link in my bio to my services and um, my website and also other podcast uh, episodes I've been uh, participating in. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'll also put all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Fibke, for being here and for all the things that you've shared with us. Thank you, Rhoda. Thank you.